Oh, so you have no foundation at all. Now, the trouble's with your attitude. Hold on, that was a funny joke. <laughs> I'm gonna throw that that keyboard against the against the wall. <laughs> Shut, up Shut up and sit down. Last time on the show. Like you have David Schwimmer, Matt LeBlanc, and Matt Perry at the end. And it's like LeBlanc, you fucking LeBlanc, idiot. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. LeBlanc? So, so they were you like, watched the entire series until it ended, and then you calling you're calling him Matthew LeBlanc? Shut up for a second, okay? Jesus Christ. Unreal. You're, I want to I just want to you reach through to this. Leave. I want to rip your beard off and I want to wear it like a toupee. Anyway. <laughs> <You> idiots. <laughs> so just so everyone knows. Dan makes the sounder, and I I don't get to hear it until now. So every time I I'm always hearing it, like I'm hearing it at the same time the audience does. Um, but Dan Dan does create it there. Um, Dan, what are you doing? Those are the guy? soothing tropical sounds of Florida that I'm bringing to you folks tonight because of our very special guest. Talk louder. Our very special guest. Ruben, he's back. I like the way you roll those R's. It's a speech impediment. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I mean, you know, don't let it stop you, man. (laughs) I feel like Dan's heard that a lot in his life. So, so um, uh, Ruben is here to talk about his his next book, Illusion, uh, the Illusion Witch, number two. Um, the Kickstarter is out now. Um, if you are listening, please take a look at our uh, was it our read thing at the bottom, the words that tell you what the show's called. Yeah, Below the typey that, up things that you do. Yeah, typey uppy uppy things. Um, yeah. the link will be in there. You're gonna click on the link. You're gonna empty your goddamn pockets. Now, <laughs> with that being said. Dun, 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 current events. We need music for this part. I really feel like we need like a yeah. music intro on current events. And then after the break, it's all about Ruben and I can't freaking wait. Um, so Pride Week, Pride Month. Wow. Week. I'm a dick. Pride Month, gentlemen. Pride Month. And have That's you ever seen such part. such male fragility? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone's a victim. You know, everyone's a victim, dude. You can't do anything without upsetting somebody and then. It's just like white men or conservative people in general have just found a way to just be offended about anything that the left does. Literally anything. Oh, it's offensive. But it's Pride Month. Like, it's like it's a month. Like, be glad you don't have a month. Be glad you don't need a month because. Like Dan, we don't get a month. But they're asking. They're asking for a month. They, and I'm they not gladly would take a white. But I'm not. Month. I understand they would. But I don't need a month because I I am a white cisgendered male that is a landowner. Okay, and yeah. I have a very large penis. So <laughs> like literally, everything's going good for me. I don't need a month. Well, I wouldn't say everything's going good for you, but no, you don't need a month. No. Um, <laughs> 
no, I don't need one. I don't feel like I need a month. So these people yeah. are like, where's our month? Why do you need a month for? What do you, I mean, what do you need a way. month for? You have a, you have an inflatable above ground pool. That's I do. not even a hundred percent even. So, all right. You know what, Dan Ruben, what do you think about with this pride month and, and all this buffoonery? Yeah, no, I mean, for me, it's uh, for me, it's something that that is close to me. You know, I've got I've got family members who are trans and who are uh, homosexual. So at the end of the day, it's it's one of those things where we as people, you know, you know, what really bothers me is 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 that because they're doing this, you know, people take it as pandering. I'm like, good. Let them pander. Let them pander for all the years that they never even bothered to look that way right so go ahead cancel the uncle ben's and the aunt jemima's and throw up the rainbow flag for a month and acknowledge the people who you've used and ignored and abused uh since forever so for me it's like it just really bothers me that you know it's it, it comes down to oh now they're pandering well you know okay let them pander let them pander to the fucking cows come home because it, it's it's what you know, these people who are struggling, you know, we have one of the largest uh, homosexual teen uh, populations to, who are homeless and they're all coming from the Bible Belt because families who uh, mm -hmm. birth these children, raise these children could not accept the fact that these children have a mind of their own. And that's a huge mm -hmm. that's a huge freaking problem. So for me, it, it, it starts and ends there. Uh, the conversation starts and ends there because it's it's kids that are being affected. You know, so. I, I'm just I'm all for it, man. Let it let it be. You know, Marvel's running a, a, a Captain America and there's a gay captain. Let yep. it be gay Captain America, native Captain America, whatever. I don't care. Star Wars, Represent. too. Marvel, Marvel, Star Wars. Marvel's doing a lot for Pride Month, which I'm really I'm really happy to see. I'm really proud of um, to see all the, the comic book covers um, that are, you know, very much about the the on the superheroes we don't hear a lot about that are like no um, one talks about the ambiguously gay duo anymore i see ex and exactly you Dan, know exactly um no but i i love what you said though ruben because that was something i wanted to explore this evening for a period which is the pandering from companies large companies and is it should we be grateful because it's it's showing progress or should we kind of side eye it with they're doing it to capture guaranteed revenues or should we just be happy with both? And I'll give you an, if, if either of you guys are, have either of you heard of Bo Burnham, the comedian? Yes. Mm -hmm. Just watch his special inside for the, for the yes. Inside. And I wrote a whole review are, for those that cannot see us in person. Ruben looks like he's inside of a crystal right now. Um, <laughs> and, and his background actually makes me think of, that's special inside. It's just a plain wall with so, sunlight coming through. So if you haven't seen it, um, Bo Burnham is in his house for a year doing a special. He is directing, writing, producing the entire special, doing all the cameras from inside his place during quarantine. And he's slowly slipping into senil senility. Uh, sen he's going senility. crazy. Senility. senility. Um, but it, it's really more of an expose on mental health. Yeah. So he sings these amazing songs that skewer everything. My favorite is white woman on Instagram. Yes. Uh, that's one of my favorite songs of the whole thing. Um, but he does a, a whole bit about like, you know, it's not about, 
do we like wheat thins anymore? Okay. It's about, <laughs> are you going to stand with wheat thins against homophobia? Okay. Right. That's right. what it's about. Okay. And we sell crackers. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, and he brought up that point. And to me, that was the most poignant part of it. But at the same time, also on the flip side, you said it, Ruben, you said, you know, all these years of being used and abused and thrown away. And now there's an awareness around it. So do we take the good with the bad in this in this moment? Does do you guys follow me? Do you understand what I mean? Or you, you can't throw the baby out yeah. with the bathwater. You got to take the good with the bad. Right. At, at the end of the day, that's such as life. So for me, it's. It's yeah, I'm sure it's 100% pandering. They didn't care before. Why do they care now? The only reason they care now is because we're shining a big bright light on it. But okay, we've shown that light. And now they've changed whether for whether forced or 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 organically, they've changed. They've had to change. They've had to make changes from all the way from the top all the way to the bottom, right? Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, it's always going to be about a profit, at least here in this country, right? In the States, in it America, is. it's always about a profit. So they see they see dollars in, in being aware, right? And being culturally aware yeah. and, and not stepping on anybody's toes and making sure everybody gets represented. But at the same time, it's also, it's also a bit of a risk, you know, because the country is still pretty much divided. I mean, at this point, if you're going to come out and make a political stance, you're going to lose half well, your audience. Dan, Dan, the country is slowly healing today. Donald Trump has completely shut down from the desk of from the from the office of the former president. That whole okay. thing he set up, he shut it down today because That's there great. weren't and enough you're people. transitioning into a new. No, no. What thing. I'm saying is, is you said the world, the country is divided. Yes. So that means he he had to shut it down because he wasn't getting enough viewership. It's so still that divided, dude. <laughs> OK, they anyway, continue they your can't thought. Pass anything on the, on the January 6th commission, because all these fucking asshole conservative Republicans are afraid of their constituents because they're still flying Trump flags. So I don't give a shit if that asshole has a voice or not. The morons have already been taken to the cult. They drank the Kool-Aid. It's fucking over. Listen, man, you say okay. now yes. back to the whole gay corporate stuff. <laughs> the gay there was, corporate there was stuff. a. <laughs> <laughs> there was a there was a, a prominent gay uh, advocate That's who was on the uh, Ellen. Yeah, it was a he was on Ellen, and we're this was back in 2016 when uh, what's her bitch face there? Um, uh, Clinton, Hillary, oh, uh, yeah. Dixie Crack Clinton was uh, was trying to run for office, and um, sure, sure, sure. You know, everybody was saying well hold on it's just three years ago she was still voting against gay rights how are you everybody on the left all of a sudden all about this woman and and you know this guy was like yeah. look she wasn't with us before and now she is we'll take it and i think that kind of echoes what you were saying ruben and maybe you too rocco that american airlines wh whoever these corporate entities that are all of a sudden coming out and saying yay it's gay pride month well where were you two or three years ago well whatever you're here now and maybe it is pandering. Maybe you're just doing it to look better in the eyes of your potential customers. I don't know. But at the end of the day, any little child who is questioning themselves right now sees that and says, wow, this is a normal thing. This is acceptable. This is OK. Then at the end of the day, that's a win, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. But what about these corporations? Like there are certain corporations that maybe they should be more honest, too. Like uh, Home Depot supporting the KKK, you know what I mean? Like they have a KKK week or month, you know, where you go Excuse in me? and you buy you buy pieces of wood to make a cross. 
you know, that you're going to burn. Yeah, it's easily burnable. You get certain. What I'm saying is you've got like these larger corporations that are believing in pride. Well, then Mm -hmm. let's get the corporations on the other side. Let's see how brave they are. Well, yeah, it's called Chick-fil-A. They're fucking closed on Sunday, dude. (laughs) I mean, how clear, how more clear does it have to be? I was, you know, in, in where I live, there's just around the corner from me is town and country pest control. And they do pretty well with their marketing and they're pretty well known in the area. But when you look at their cars and I'll post a photo on our Facebook page because I took one recently, uh, it says the only thing we fear is God. Great. Fucking great. I, I, you know, the, there's a myriad of other pest control companies in the area. I don't need to use yours. And it's weird because it's not like I'm anti-God. I'm anti-someone trying to say that I'm not afraid to say I'm Christian. Fuck off. <laughs> you fucking kill bugs. I don't need your Christian shit in my face. Like, fuck off. The only thing we fear is God. Shut up. This isn't a Bible belt. Go away. Yeah. It's just, so, it's just so you'll know that they're not afraid of roaches. That's what right. I, well, I would hope so. That's of sort of a given, isn't it? Can you imagine someone showing up to your door in a pest control suit and fucking freaking? What is that? What is that? What was that? <laughs> That'd be me. Is that one of them? That would that be me. God, I don't know why I took this job. <laughs> I fucking hate every minute of it. No. Um. Okay. So let's move on. There's um. There. Ellie. Ellie Kemper was in the news from the office. Ellie Kemper. Um. She played Aaron, the the secretary that took over after Pam became a saleswoman. She apparently was part of something called the Veiled Prophet Ball, which has ties to the KKK. And she, at 19 years old, was crowned their princess or queen or whatever the fuck it is down in Louisiana, where, you know, it's God knows what goes on down there. So her and her can't. Her and her camp have not yet responded to all of this, but someone said, you know, this was brought up in 2009 and fucking nobody said anything about it. Now it's spreading oh. on the Internet like wildfire. Um, <clears throat> but the thing is, too, is a lot of people are coming to her defense just being like, OK, well, she's 19. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's something her parents are billionaires. So maybe like no joke. Oh, really? Like, yes. She comes from money. She was a she started as a writer for The Onion and then moved up from there. Um, now, anyway, um, I mean, people could change number one and number two, she was 19 and impressionable mom and dad. You've been sheltered. They make a billion. They make billions of dollars and they're going to this KKK thing yeah. and your crown. You get a crown and a staff. Ooh, she's probably never even seen a black person before. <laughs> I feel like I've seen her in other things. I'm not quite sure. The unbreakable. Kimmy like Ruben, you know who we're talking about? Yeah, she's in for she's in for getting Sarah, Sarah Marshall. She's uh, yes, yes, she's that's done a bunch she's of stuff. Remember, that's right. Yeah, she's sweet, she's, she's just comes girl. off as yeah, she comes off very like impressionable. Yeah, like and it goes very... beyond the acting. I think it's just clearly it's just a part of her personality. You could see it in her eyes, man. She's just very. She looks like she's just very like, huh? Okay, Dad, whatever you say, I'll do whatever you want, Dad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know her personally, you know. So like, I don't know, like. If if her character is or the characters that she plays, because they seem to be very similar, um, they all seem to be like that, like very soft spoken, yeah. like very just like go go with the flow type of scenario situation. Um, what I will say, though, is, you know, we, we we're, we're living in a world where somebody says, oh, they did this. 
and everybody runs and, and says, Oh, they, did you know they did that? Um, so, uh, you know, I don't know. It seems like one of those things where it's like a snow, slow news day at TMZ. Right. Yeah. And like, oh, we need, we need something, we need something weird and out and outlandish. Um, yeah, sure. Is the ball held by, you know, racist? Sure. But I mean, how many, how many girls get crowned prom queen in racist towns? That doesn't make them racist. Right. I mean, I don't know. Right. I'm just like that. I, I'm like, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. This is slow news. I, I mean, if she is a racist, she hides it pretty well. She worked with like a bunch of people on those shows. So right. I don't know. And I think it would be tough to be racist and working in Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's one of those things where it's like, it, it would be damn near impossible, uh, except for like, for if you're a guy, if like you're a white guy, you can probably Eastwood. get away with it. Clint Eastwood, or, or, it's or easy. like Mel Gibson or Sean mm-hmm. Penn or, you know, some of these guys, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, but uh, or Scott Bale, even though, you know, he's not Hollywood anymore. God, but, um, Scott. But yeah, Bale. I don't know. It, it just seems like every day there's there's a story about some some star or beast B lister that's done doing something weird or has done something weird. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm, I'm kind of t- I'm so glad the Kardashians are coming off the TV. Like, I hope that this is like a transition in the world where we stop giving so much attention to what like real rich people are doing and start figuring out our own problems. Like, yeah, I agree, man. I agree real quick, though. uh, Well, while we're at a good stopping point, I do have a quick ad read here for off the pages travel. This is a fantastic travel agency. Um, Any travel you want or need, and they will work with you from before booking until after your return. Big thing here is their services are completely free with no cost to their clients. They can be easily found on Facebook at Off The Pages Travel. That's facebook.com slash Off The Pages Travel. Or just go to Facebook and search Off The Pages Travel. Check them out. All right. Um, (laughs) Thanks, everyone. Anyway. um, Yikes. Yes, yikes. Um, God, there was one more thing. Oh, yes. Last thing. Our mayor, Lovely Warren, uh, Mayor Lovely, um, she her husband has just been arrested on some pretty heavy drug charges. <clears throat> that is the mayor of our fair city, her husband. Um, now she states that they are separated, but they are living together in order to raise their child in a co-parenting way. Um, however, people pretty much believe that she doesn't actually live there. Um, she doesn't actually live in the city. She lives in some suburb outside of our city. And uh, she's come under a lot of controversy because she had said that police officers in our city should live in the city when she herself doesn't even live in the city. Our city isn't very yeah. nice for those of you <laughs> that, that want well, to know. In order to be the police chief, you technically have to live in the city as well. And I can tell you that from delivering mail, um, and, you know, we've gone through several police chiefs uh, since this happened, but um, there was a police chief at the time who was receiving mail inside of the city of Rochester that I was delivering to and packages would be left there. Mail would start to pile up and I would ask the neighbors and they go, oh, yeah, that's the police chief that that's his like mailing address, but he doesn't actually live there. Yeah, that's what they do. And so that's that's got to be common. And I would not be surprised at all if Lovely Warren did not live in the city. Um and, and, you know, furthermore, you know, the city's got somewhere between two and 300,000 people total. 
I mean, the amount of people that are going to be qualified to be policemen out of that group is is going to be few and far between. Well, so this I is think opening up to to people that at least live in Monroe County would be a start. But the city alone, I mean, there's just not enough people. The pool of people there, it's just so, so small. I, I guess I guess I, I, I don't know. I'm more of the mind of Mayor Lovely Warren is a is a woman of color <clears throat> yeah. and I'm speaking as a white guy in his basement in front of his Funko collection um, who has never experienced being a person of color, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. Um, she unfortunately is put in a place that is over scrutinized mm-hmm. where people are expecting her to fail because of her gender. She's a woman. And because of being a woman of color, there were already people there expecting her to fail. <laughs> Then this happens. Like, I feel like there's almost more responsibility on her role so that more little girls and little girls of color can see her and achieve things like mayoral status or more or higher or continuing forward. But you see the mayor in another controversy. First of all, she didn't do shit for Daniel Prude, who was murdered by the Rochester Police Department. She did more uh, than not do shit. She covered up stuff. She yes. lied. A man, a man of color who was murdered by the Rochester police. De- one more time, the Rochester Police Department murdered Daniel Prude. And our mayor, who is a woman of color, not only did nothing, but covered it up. Yeah. I, I mean, through, through the police chief under the bus in the, in the, in the process. Yes. So so now she's embroiled in another controversy as her husband supposedly estranged is arrested on drug charges now what the fuck this is setting back this progress because of the continuous old white men that already had a prejudice that she couldn't do it because she was a woman and she was black and i want that to stop being perpetuated but this doesn't fucking help mayor lovely warren this doesn't help and again i'm speaking as a white man in his basement in front of his funko collection I don't know what the black experience is. I don't. I Oh, yeah, we've we've explored that a lot. Let me tell you, I think it's it's really a bittersweet uh, issue for me. I think if you were to look at Mayor Lovely Warren's track record, it's actually quite stellar. Uh, The first African-American woman to take office as mayor in Rochester Um, as a young career woman. She was on the city council. I mean, she she blew the lid off of this shit. Okay, she came in and did a lot of good stuff Mm -hmm. for the city, too. I mean, if you look at what she's accomplished on paper alone, it's really good. Um, She's actually a fantastic mayor as far as, you know, politically speaking, getting getting stuff done. Um, she secured funds from the state to get uh, that whole riverway thing going. Um, yeah. Filling yeah. in of the, of the inner loop. She's done a lot with that. The um, the museum there, all that whole stretch of, of area has been completely redeveloped. Uh, she did this thing with the library, with the kids, where she cut all of their uh, late fees so that kids around the city don't have to pay late fees and they can come into libraries and get out more books if they wanted to. Um, I don't know. She's just done a lot of good stuff for this city. Um, Unfortunately, she has been involved in scandal after scandal after scandal. And it's it's such a bummer. Um, Unfortunately, this is the kind of thing that happens with Democrats. I feel like on the Democrat side, we get such great candidates. There's such great people in behind the office and in their personal life. It just 
you know, it's like we if we want to hold the right to a high standard, we have to hold ourselves to a standard. Exactly. No, you're 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 exactly right. You're exactly right. Um, So, Ruben, I know you're not obviously from around here, but hearing all of that, um, that's what's going on in our city right now. That's top news. No, I mean, you know, to to Dan's point, like, you know, we had in Florida, Andrew Gilliam, who who looked great on paper, you know, and and then he turns around and gets caught in like some hotel room with like smoking crack and, you know, with like two guys, you know, like like. Okay, if you're gay, you're gay. I'm I'm cool with that. But like your all your political pictures and at your you know uh, meetings and everything that you're doing, all your speeches, like your wife and, and kids are there. So like, what? Yeah. Who are you for real? So um, at the end of the day, man, these politicians are people, um, and sometimes it's hard to keep. Like it's hard enough to keep yourself in check, but then like the rest of your family, like that's why you got to give it up to like the Bidens and the Clintons and the and and the Obamas of the world and the Kennedys because yeah they were embroiled in like different different things throughout their 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 political careers but their families have for the most part been able to stay in line right there's all, yeah. there's, there's a there's a few examples out of each one but other than that like everybody's maintained a certain you know level right a certain bar mm-hmm. so it, it's difficult man they're all human um, none of them are going to be perfect um, but if you're if you're it's going to be harder for us like rock was saying like in terms of pocs and people you know hispanic african-americans uh asians so you know across the board it's difficult for others to come up in your you know after you if if you're on the job fucking up you know what i'm saying yeah. and you're doing things and making things harder for the next person um so it, it just goes back to that situation where they just go back. People will go back to the standard and the standard is old white guy. Right. And, yeah. And that's, and that's, yeah. and that's what it is. You know, who's just saying? apparently so, better at hiding his shit. And I, right. I mean, yeah, well, personally, I think that's what it comes down to is that the right. old white men are just better at hiding their skeletons. And because yeah, the, know, the people around them are more willing to keep those secrets. Well, yeah, because they're fucking white. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, listen, when we come back, it is, all Ruben, all the time, all day and night, but naked. Can't wait. We'll be right back. Take it off. Serenity now! From the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you, we're don'tforgetatowel.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe and don't forget a towel. And we are back um, real quick before we get. (laughs) Sorry, real quick before we get into Ruben, I'm going to I got I got to read here for Ridley's Gaming Realm. This is a great place to buy sell, trade, or discuss video games. This is a secured Facebook group with 1,500 members and climbing. Now, the big thing is is that with a lot of these buy, sell, trade video game groups on Facebook, there's a lot of scams, a lot of people that'll take their money and, and, and never send you the product. Well, they are proud to say that they have zero reported scams ever in this group. 
So be sure to check out Ridley's Gaming Realm. Whether you're looking to grow your collection or get uh, that new game that's been tough to find, make sure that you check out Ridley's Gaming Realm. You go to Facebook.com and search for Ridley's Gaming Realm. Thank you for that. Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, from the beginning of the episode, Ruben is here. And he's here to talk about the Illusion Witch book two. Um, Ruben. Yes. For those that have well have read and not read, let's no spoilers here because none of us have read it. But what are we looking forward to? In book number two, um, I think the the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway is kind of learning, you know, why Adia is being pulled into this world. Um, the issue does a really good job at <clears throat> picking up right where where we left off. Uh, so she gets into a conversation with who she thinks is herself. At this point, she thinks Baru is as a figment of her imagination or a bad acid trip, um, and. Uh, you know, I I, I, t- I kind of take the issue, I, I, I break it in into certain place in certain places where you get kind of the backstory on Sarai and why this ultimate power and this knowledge is kind of waiting for Adia to, you know, not be a piece of crap person. Um, so so yeah, the biggest takeaway there is that you know I'm opening up the world. You're getting a little bit more of uh, of Adia in terms of the situation that she's currently in, and then uh, I'm taking you back a few you know, maybe a few years uh, to where, you know, the needing of her happened, basically. Mm-hmm. Basically, the, the events that happened that caused her to be called into Sarai. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a fun, you know, there's a lot of action in it. Uh, we, we get to meet a new character uh, fairly quickly uh, towards the end. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't I can't wait. Um, what I love is I love your keystone character and Adia. I'm saying that right. Adia. Adia. Yeah. Adia. I'm sorry. Adia. I want to make sure I say it right. So um, our, our character, Adia, you Pam. have it's pronounced. Is Pam. it Pan? Is there it's, it's a D? Is there a Pam. D at the end? Panned. Pan. <laughs> Pan. Um, no. So uh, I think that there was such a great setup for, for so much layering with her character and emotionally emotional wise, you know, I I see that she's a a garbage person, but because of so much pain, I mean, really pain is the, is the driver there. I mean, Holy crap. The first few pages of that comic was like a swift kick to the testicles. Um, I mean, like, I honestly felt like you held me down and just kicked me in the balls twice, like just reading the first couple pages, but in a good way, in a way that I pay for, you know, in the city when I meet a good woman. Um, Dan, you, <laughs> you, um, you don't know how to read, but you, you pushed yourself through this. I did. Um, there were a lot of very colorful pictures <laughs> and <laughs> I was able, I was able to sound out a lot of the words. And Very good. it took me three days and <laughs> I was able to get through it. I was quite hungry and had soiled myself, but uh, I got to say, I really enjoyed it. It was my first comic that I've read from uh, cover to cover in at least 30 years. Um, I do remember having a couple as a kid and they weren't even like normal, like superhero ones. They were just odd, strange ones. I don't even know where they came from. Um Jesus, I couldn't even tell you if I read them from cover to cover. So this this may, in fact, be my first popped cherry of cover to cover 
uh, comic book experience for me. And I got to say, I was really hyped for this. And I was like, all right, it's coming. It's in this. Oh, my God. When it came, it was in this nice mint package. It's got a little trading card in there. You pull the thing out. You smell it. You smells so good. I love that smell. You want to make it like a like a real. Just, oh, I took uh, all my clothes a off. Visceral <laughs> experience. But like, I took them off first. Then I went and got the package off the porch. <laughs> okay. I, I, I got naked first. There are reasons why you can't come out of your house. That's <laughs> true. So, so I, yes, I ingested this and I'm reading it and I'm, and I'm with you on the whole, like, well, this, this, this character has got some real flaws. Um, she has issues with relationships to people um, and you get a little bit further into it, but I'm looking at this art on the cover and I'm like, that character's cool as fuck. That character looks cool. That person looks the cool. artwork is beautiful. It's and beautiful, so beautiful just, artwork. What's the name of your artist again? So we can pimp him. Uh, Andrea Erico. He's not that he needs Italy. us. Not that he, he's right. based out of where? He's based out of Italy. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, he's very talented. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, so I was, sure. yeah, like I was saying, so it's, I'm just looking at these characters saying, I really want to get to know these characters. I want to see how they interact. But by the end of the first book, you've only scratched the surface and you don't quite understand how welcome to reading comics together. And so you're really on a huge cliffhanger and you're like, well, fuck now. Now I'm invested. Yep, you got me. I'm hooked. God damn it. This is a racketeering scheme. (laughs) (laughs) So so Ruben, I mean, Dan, you're absolutely right. Every word from the nudity on was just mm-hmm. correct um ruben so what were what was the you've heard our response but what has the community response been um you know and then the community response now to a second book coming out um that is now I, i'm i'm gonna venture to say very anticipated um you know how you know what has been everyone else's reaction to it uh, you know, luckily, uh, well, first of all, thank you to both of you. I, I appreciate it. And Dan, I'm, I'm glad that I was able to take your comic book virginity. Mm-hmm. Um, it means a lot. I am going to definitely get a commemorative patch. Or That's my voice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, but no, thank you guys, both of you for the, for the kind words. Um, of course. Yeah. Uh, honestly speaking, uh, it, it's been a lot of that. It's been a lot of positivity. Uh, my reach is only so big, so it kind of the the creator inside me, right? Like the like like the Tony Stark in me wants to 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 like put this on like a huge billboard and like tell everybody to read it because I think everybody would love it. Um, and again, maybe I'm wrong, but everybody that has backed it and read it uh, so far, the response has been has been very very positive. Um, I've actually, you know, I've gotten some some representation you know there's some things happening behind the scenes uh for that you can't talk about i can't talk about them right now so i don't know why i bring it up but okay that's uh, fair that's fair it's a it's a fair tease now people are interested um, and and they want to know more and they're going to be keeping their ear to the grindstone is that how yeah i think so the grindstone i think it's what they call (laughs) it um but you see how us comic book writers are we leave everything on a cliffhanger so that way you keep coming back Right, um, right. but but yeah no it's been it's been fairly you know 100 percent positive you know nobody nobody's come up to you know nobody's messaged me and been like eh, it was okay 
or 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 uh, I didn't really like it. Everybody that's come back is like, wow, this is this is tough. This is emotional. This is deep. Uh, I wasn't expecting this. Uh, I was just on another podcast on Sunday, I think it was um, called Legion of Zoom and uh, the three guys. And like, it's funny to me because I wasn't expecting male readers to kind of eat this up the way that that the way that that, that I've been getting the response from. Um, and they were just like, dude, you know, this book blew me away. And, you know, a lot of just a lot of positive affirmation. Uh, so it makes me feel good, man, because at the end of the day, this was uh, this is a very personal story. Uh, there's a lot of therapy going on in that writing uh, yeah. and while I wrote it. So it, it's one of those things where it makes me feel accomplished in so many ways because I've been able to get people to actually feel it not just read it, but to feel it. And I've been able to do so in, you know, in, in, in the first 22 pages. So the, the roller coaster that I'm about to take you on, this was just, you know, this is just, you know, that part of the roller coaster where it takes forever to get to the top. Yeah. That's what it, that, that's what issue one and two will be. Issue one and two will be that ride to the top. And then I'm going to drop you and we're going to go on some ups and downs and some upside downs and, you know, we're going to have a good time. And, uh, but all in all, what I'm trying to get you to do is, feel something well i I mean it it worked and you know coming from you know i mean you see i i ingest so many marvel and dc comics a week i mean i literally probably read 10 to 15 dc comics and marvel comics a week i was just that you don't digest them you're just bloated correct exactly um so to get you know and what am i reading i'm reading bat family I'm reading uh, different Avengers. I'm reading Iron Man. You know what I mean? I love those things, right? But at the same time, I venture and break off into something, you know, different and new. And and I felt myself so engrossed with your book. So like, I fuck, I need to know these characters. I need to know more about them. I need to understand what happens next. And I guess the point is, is that you take these DC fanboys and these Marvel fanboys who, no, I'm not touching this. No, no, it's not. It's not Marvel. It's not DC. It's not Batman. It's not Iron Man. I'm not touching it. And it's like, you're missing out. You're missing out on such great storytelling by, by doing that to yourself. But the fact of the matter is I am one of those guys and you were able to pull me into this book and I'm just blown. I'm, I was blown away by it. All my words in my review I meant and I cannot wait for book two. Like I said, I'm contributing tonight. Um, yeah, I'd like I'd like to add that. I think one of the biggest uh, parts of why I think that the book one, two and three will be really successful is that. It's such an immersive world. The setting is so unique um, that you feel like you're already a part of something special and different. And you're going, I hate, I know it's a buzzword, but a journey with these characters in a very special place. It's not set in, you know, downtown New York or metropolitan blah, blah, blah. It's, it's this very unique world and it leaves the reader more curious about it. And I think yes. that's yeah. a really strong aspect. Yeah, no, I mean, I, um, I've been toying with with my own Narnia, um, you know, uh, type of world, uh, Middle Earth, that kind of stuff. Sarai, Sarai has always been something, you know, world that I that I envisioned. And it's funny because it belongs to another story. Actually, it, it never it didn't belong to the illusion. Way. 
coach. Um, when I had when when I when I had the conversation with Bob Sally about writing a story that was grounded, uh, not only did I laugh, I chuckled a little bit, but I you know I also wanted to make sure that even if it is grounded in terms of story, that it needed to be there needed to be a, a level of fantasy to to that story, and that's where where I borrowed Sarai from from another story, and I said you know what this fantasy world works. And I can, you know, I, I already know how, how the pieces will fit. So I just brought Adia Locke and, you know, Hunter and James and all of those characters um, into this, into that world. And I said, okay, well, Adia is for sure the main, you know, the catalyst. So she's the one that gets pulled in, so on and so forth. So like, I don't think I'm doing anything brand new. I think, you know, it's been there. It's, you know, people have been there and done that, but I think that the way that Sarai opens up and that you'll see in, you know, in issues two, three, four, uh, as it goes on, you'll see that it does have its kind of its own, you know, it's its own biome. Like it, it has its living, breathing people. And there are, you know, there's everything from uh, wervens to real, to other types of dragons, to underwater creatures, to, you know, ogres and giants and so on and so forth. So there's so much to going on in Sarai, but we're just right now, laser focused on Adia's journey. So it is it is something that will play a role in, in probably other stories and you'll see other parts of Sarai. But uh, for Adia's journey, I, you know, we'll take her in, in, into a few places. And I'm looking forward to that because like I said, once, you know, issue two is a little half and half, it's, it's Adia's linear journey and then flashbacks to what happened and as to why Baru has the key and has gone to go get her. Um, so, in issue three and going forward, we really get to go through that. And I get to like really put you in the world. Uh, and that was one, like, that's one of my favorite things about like Avatar, right? Like, like that movie is like half boring because not all of it takes place in the jungle with Sully and, and, the, and the other chick, right? Like if the whole movie was in the jungle the whole time, I probably wouldn't get bored, but it, it turns into like a military crazy movie thing, but whatever, yeah. like that for me, like I knew I wanted to, Get the hair away sex from, was the was, yeah the hair sex is weird for me. I was like, stop! You're giving this. me a boner. <laughs> <laughs> Connected with themselves and the horses. That's that's. I'd be a nervous horse on Pandora. That's um, Bush. <laughs> I just there's so many uses for it. <laughs> it's, it's just such a great tool. Um, anyway. But yeah, I, you know, I'm glad that you noticed Soraya the little bit that I give you in issue one. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's it's all gonna open up. I'm gonna so, give you more of that. So, so you're. You're just you're Iron Manning your shared universe right now. You're John Favreauing. You're John Favreauing right now. You're you're shared a shared universe, something that that could potentially be a shared universe with other stories within um this pl- the, Sarai. The Romero verse is what Rom- Chris Watt calls it. I'm I'm good with it and I love it. I think it's ambitious and I'm going to read it. And I'm going to throw as much money at it as I can. <laughs> I don't have a lot. OK, I got like if I look, I got like five bucks, but it's yours. You can have it. Hey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, in, in all seriousness, that's ambitious. But the thing is, I believe in it. After reading book one, I very much believe in it. And, and that's why I'm excited about it. I just if I have one complaint about my copy of book one, and you heard it here first, kids. Okay, I don't. I don't believe that you autographed it, and and that made me sad. 
I didn't. I didn't. You know, when you're packaging up, it's it's um, I know. For, for this for this one. I'm going to I'm uh, I haven't announced it on the Kickstarter, but I'm going to do it um, as like a little bonus. I'm going to do like a name, uh, a signature plate. So you'll get like a piece of art, you know, whether it's a sketch or or a full rendered. I don't, I don't know yet. Uh, but and then it'll have like a little line where I can autograph it. And it'll basically be, you know, one of one for that book. You know what I'm saying? So that 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 signature plate is for you, essentially. So instead of signing every copy, because again, I, I don't know. It's it sounds weird, but like, I don't know if people want my signature. You know? So it's like it's it, it's one of those things where like I never do it unless if if you were to message me and be like, hey, Ruben, sign my copy before you send it to me. I'll. I'll do it. You know, I need something but, to study um, so that I can use it and copy it. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I've got, I've got that. And, and on top of everything else, self-admittedly, uh, I don't write cursive. Right. I never learned cursive. Uh, so I have the worst signature, like the worst signature. It, it looks like now it, I want it, it even looks more. Like, yeah, it looks like two R's and like I had like an epileptic seizure when I was trying to sign the rest of it. Yeah. So and like no two signatures look alike. So good luck getting money on eBay. All right. Because unless ah, you've got right. a picture, there's no consistency to there's it. no yeah. consistency to it. So it's like like if I ever do get to that point where people are trying to sell my stuff, they're going to be like, dude, can you just get like a stand dude, or something? In like 78 years from now, someone's going to be like. And that's the story of Ruben Romero. See, no one ever knew if they had a genuine signed copy because every signature was different. <laughs> so you were never taught cursive or is this something that you didn't do very well in? Um, they didn't really push it when they were teaching it. It was one of those things where it's like, oh, if you want to write print, you write print, you know, and if you want to just, you know, write cursive, you write cursive. Very interesting. Uh, and I have I have both. I have horrible penmanship. Like mm -hmm. I, I have, I have the penmanship so of a do doctor. I. So do I. Um, so for me, it's like, even if like, if you want me to dedicate it to you, like I start to sweat and perspire because I'm like, this is going to oh, look no. like mush because I have the, and then I'm writing with a, with, with like a Sharpie, which is even worse. Uh -huh. So it's, it's just, it's just bad. It's I just don't mean bad. to judge, but, but I mean, did, did you go to school in Florida? Or, I did. Okay. I did go to school in Florida. Um, maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe that has something to do with it. Uh, well, we'll I see. just feel we'll bad see. right now that I brought it up, and I'm sorry. I was just no, trying. It, I, it's, it's okay. <laughs> I, I, I will. It's, it's I will chicken scratch. Quirk, you know? right? I, I mean, will chicken scratch done, your huh? your uh, your next issue, and uh, and next. And I'm sure we're going to see each other at some point in human reality in the I, real world. I hope um, so. So I'm just picturing you at a bookstore signing or a comic book store when you're be super so famous bad. with a line of people and they're and I can't do cursive comics. leave me alone <laughs> you're signing these these comic books and people are looking at it like cross-eyed like what the fuck and they all walk away going what was that all right uh, I'm just gonna get a stamp I'm just gonna get like so like I'll just be like at the library you know people I'll be like put your book yeah. down bam Ruben right. Romero right there. And like, that would be that. That's my stick. You know, no, I'll sign it. I, it's going to look horrible. And uh, and like I said, no two signatures are alike. So maybe that's something. Maybe that'll add value. I don't know. Hey, yeah, it just exactly. might. It just might. Dan, do you have uh, uh, another question? No, I just wanted to comment that I, I honestly genuinely loved it. Um, my girls are very curious about it. Um, but I hissed at them and kicked them with my foot. And I said, get away. You get the squirt bottle. I tell you to get the squirt yes, bottle for the them. squirt bottle. I should get one. We um, talked about getting one for my son, and I don't think we were kidding. But anyway. <laughs> 
get off the so couch. I, I do plan on sharing a little bit more with them. Uh, I know it's not meant for kids, but like I, I well, can got show the them a little bit here and there. You got the 14 year old. She's yeah, too I cool think... for school. You know how it is. God. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, for me, it's 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 a little deep, but it's <laughs> it's also really funny. Uh, it's also really funny that like how kids react to certain things. Mm-hmm. So I, I always say it, my brother was the same way. He's like, oh, can Michael, my, my, my niece and nephew, can Michael and Skylar read it? And they're both 16 and 15. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I don't know if they're going to dig it, but they can read it. Yeah. Uh, it deals with Listen, there's it nothing deals with more some very serious adult pain, right? Like shit it that does. only a grown up could honestly understand. Um, but still, I mean, I think it's cool to show a kid like what, like this, someone drew this, someone colored this, someone wrote this story. This is right. a thing that you can create from nothing. You guys right. get out your fucking coloring books and you scribble shit. Well, and it sucks. You know, it always sucks. Especially the little it ones. Sucks. And I just tell them right to the face because it's good to give constructive <laughs> criticism to children. Right. And I say, look, someday if you try hard enough, you can create something like this. And then I say, go shine my shoes. Man, that's that. <laughs> you know, Ruben, can I tell you something? This this piece of human garbage here tells my daughter. Okay, Dan, <laughs> Dan comes to my house. Okay, last weekend to help me dig a hole. <clears throat> yep, for my pool. So we're digging a hole, and Dan's on his hands and knees in the dirt, in trying the dirt. to level because we had to do a level surface in my, my backyard. My hands and knees have not been that dirty he, since college. There you go. He looks at my daughter and says, "See." This is what happens when you're your father and you don't get a good job and you can't afford to pay someone to do this for you. You you have your friends come here. My daughter is seven. My daughter is seven. He told her that. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me let me just clarify. Uh, I said, now, this is a good example of why you want to do your homework and stay in oh. school and get a good job someday. So that you can be rich enough to have somebody else dig you a hole for your pool. That sounds like really positive reinforcement to me. I mean, at yeah. the end of the yeah. day, you're, I mean, you're I dumb. did scowl at Rocco as I said it, right. but oh, he definitely did. Oh, oh. I also, anyway, I also brought up the leprechaun too. Yeah, you did. Thanks, you asshole. Um, so anyway, we're going to come back with our fuck yous in just a moment. Um, but with that being said, though, Ruben, thanks so much for being with us. Number one, number two, thanks so much for building this world. Um, I'm really excited about it. Um, you know, it's not something that like, I I've actually read the book. I've actually enjoyed it. This isn't, you know, a pandering like, uh, Lowe's is doing for pride month. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I mean it. Um, but yeah, Come seriously, buy man, our gay you. lumber. <laughs> no such thing. Um, but anyway, thank you. No, I appreciate it, man. I, you know, I always love coming on here. And uh, no, I, again, thank you for the kind words. Uh, it, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. This is why I do it. Uh, just trying to uh, trying to leave a little, you know, create a little pathway for uh, for for Hispanic Latin comic book writers and. You know, if, if people if, if more people uh, like you guys enjoy it, then that means that um, my reach is only going to get bigger and uh, they don't they don't you know, I don't think people want that. But if I do get it, uh, I'm definitely going to leave a mark. So uh, if I could start with this story, that that means the world to me. 
Hey, man, absolutely. Let me just dig. Hold on. Let me just dig a little bit there. Let me uncover okay. like the Band-Aid. Do, do it, do it. Are you saying, Ruben, that there's a, a certain group of people that don't want you to succeed on a larger scale because of some weird reason? No, I mean, at the at the end of the day, I don't think that I don't I don't think that I have haters per se, but I think out there in the world, especially, you know, at this level, there are people who are like, oh, another Kickstarter. Oh, you know, this guy always needs money or blah, blah, blah. And it happens with and it's not just me that hears these kinds of things where like, you know, if it's not in diamond even even going into a comic book store sometimes i have this issue you know i, I go in and say oh you know i'm a local writer i'm from florida i've got a book i just did well on kickstarter you know do you want to buy a few copies and they're like ah you know we usually from diamond and it's like from diamond the, the, yeah the, the the indie comic book world is a tough place man so it's like there is a there is a level of I'm sure out there that they're just like it's not taken as serious as it should be just because we're on Kickstarter right? Just because I'm out there trying to crowdfund money. At the end of the day, the truth of the matter is, is that everything that I'm getting out of Kickstarter, I've already put out. I've already, I've already cut that check, mm -hmm. right? So I'm, 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 if, if this is gambling, I'm doubling down on myself every single time I put myself out there. Yeah. And it, it, it just, it, it's something that I feel like at the end of the day, people need to sit back and really look at uh, us creators that are doing this as the comic book creators on Kickstarter and say, you know what, these guys and these girls uh, that are doing this, they're actually risking eating right for the mm -hmm. next few weeks mm -hmm. or for the next month, because we're putting everything that we got into it in hopes that everybody's going to turn around and love what we're putting out and at least make that money back so that we can keep moving, not even cut mm -hmm. a profit, just to keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. So on the on the back end where i was saying the things that i can't talk about when i get that when i get that kind of validation that just means you know that that for me is is everything because now i know that it's not just about my reach now i'm going to have some people behind me who are going to put this book in, in in the faces of a lot of people so again as a young hispanic kid coming from miami really not knowing what the future held for me to be sitting in this position now um compared to where I was two years ago, it, it just blows me away. So I'm, I'm just glad again that I've got guys like you in my corner uh, and other people who actually see the, the passion, the drive and see the energy that I'm putting out there and reciprocate and give it back to me. So again, thank you. Hey man, you're welcome, buddy. No, it's, it's, it's more than, it's more than deserved, more than deserved. When we come back, we're still here with Ruben. We're going to talk about our fuck yous because just, fuck, you know, fuck you. We'll be yeah, right fuck back. Fuck all this positivity. Let's get negative. I know. We'll be right back. Get off the shit! Need more context on your favorite movie? Is Obama. Obama. As okay. Senator Obama. Ever wonder why they did or didn't do that thing or include that scene? This is prime. Like, this is perfect this is quality entertainment. Check out Gutsy Media Podcast as my friends and I take a deep dive into everything from blockbusters to indie films. The weakest apple cider bitch beers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. That's Gutsy Media Podcast for everything movies. <coughs> Welcome back to the show. It's Critical Mass, if you haven't heard. And this is our fuck you section. The guest and both of our beautiful selves, Rocco and I, will be picking out one particular thing, person, place, etc., 
that we'd like to express our frustrations with. Uh, essentially, airing of the grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> now, you're going to hear about it. Yes. Uh, so, I guess I'll start. I just want to kick it off by saying uh, fuck you to Rocco for twice now in this episode forcing me to listen to a quote-unquote live read after I told you it's fucking bullshit. Um, thank you to our sponsors, by the way. That was quick and painless. Wow. Yeah. Well, it, it felt good to get it off my chest, though. I'll tell you. That's what his wife calls sex. <laughs> quick and painless. We were in... <laughs> well, I'll take that. That's a compliment. <laughs> painless. <laughs> oh, God. Ruben, do you want to go, my friend? Um, you know, I, you know, right before we started this, I, I, I was going to lock and load on that stupid lady who cut us off in traffic. But then I realized <clears throat> there was a piece of news that I read right before I jumped on here that really pissed me off. So and you guys might not know this yet. So this is this is like fresh right off the presses. Ooh, uh, fuck you to, yeah, exclusive. This is an exclusive fuck you to Netflix for having so much money that you can invest in a season one of jupiter's legacy uh, which I, I enjoyed by the which i enjoyed by the way I um and and now you're canceling it because a bunch of whiny people you know were complaining like at the end of the day if you're gonna do something at least let it breathe right see season ones are not always perfect season ones are not always great even though this one was very well done i mean yeah josh Duhamel's beard looked fake as hell and the cgi wasn't great but i mean all the 1930s, 40s stuff or whatever looked awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, that whole journey to the island was amazing. It was. And the and and the and the now storyline wasn't bad. It was good. It just it had shoddy CGI. It, it suffered from season one budget restraints. Like they they were like, we're not gonna go over this no matter what. Like it doesn't matter how bad it looks, we're not gonna go over this budget. And and now they're just shelving it. Now it's like, okay, no, never mind. We're just gonna move on to the next Miller World property. And that's and then they'll continue to do this. And it bothers me because it's like so many good shows meet their end because people didn't respond or like people didn't watch right away. Right. Mm. And like it happened with Deadly Class. Deadly Class was freaking brilliant, you know, and sci fi is like super popular. Like at the end you of the day, it was for, really for good that they shows. canceled. I was so happy they canceled this. Was Daredevil. <laughs> Daredevil uh, on, on hey, Netflix. Hey, on fuck Netflix? you. Show. Yeah, that's, He's... yeah, you're crazy. He's trying to hurt yeah, me, Ruben. He's trying yeah. to hurt me through oh, you. Is that what he's doing? <laughs> through you. How dare you, Dan? Anyway, See, don't worry. We're, we're getting Charlie Cox back. Mar Marvel will do the right thing. But anyway, yeah, fuck you to Netflix for canceling Jupiter's legacy and having enough money to do whatever you want all the time. Okay. I hear you. Ruben, thank you. Thank you. you. <laughs> my, my, uh, my fuck you is to Dan. Um, <laughs> Um, so a couple days ago, I'm in the, I'm in the loop ready to pick up my daughter and uh, I'm waiting in line. And of course I, it's one of my probably two or three calls a day to Dan. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'm on the car phone and I'm in the loop and we're, we're talking about uh, a story. Um, so I'm dealing with something right now. Um, and I, I was worried that it'll escalate. So before it escalates, I, I want to get the police involved. So at least that they know the situation, what is happening. Okay. I let them know <clears throat> what is happening and they shrug their shoulders 
and they say, sorry, there's nothing we can do for you. Um, we know you feel unsafe, but really not much we can do. Um, so sorry, have a good one. Like, you know, I'm being uh, I'm I'm obviously watering down what they said, but in, in an effort of time, that was the gist of it. So a couple days later, I'm at a Wegmans and this is a Wegmans that has police officers stationed there all the time from the same department that told me to go screw. There were two young black men in front of the Wegmans smoking and they played a prank on me as I walked in. One of the young men goes, excuse me, sir, you dropped your wallet. And I stopped and I turned and I looked and obviously I did not drop my wallet. My wallet was still in my pants and he looked at me and smiled and I laughed because I actually thought it was funny. It's a harmless prank. I just wasted a few seconds of my time. I laughed and I walked into the store upon walking out of the store. There were multiple police officers telling these young men that they were disruptive and loitering and they needed to leave. Mm -hmm. So like I'm in a situation where I'm like trying to get the assistance of the police in a specific manner um, to prevent something that could possibly happen. But instead they are very busy harassing young men in front of a grocery store. Like Honestly, like, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on? Like, I just I'm I'm so frustrated by this. Um, but my fuck you to Dan goes to because in that loop, when I picked up my daughter, as soon as she got in the car, Dan told her, hey, your dad said just he's taking you to Disney World. He just told me that on the phone. That dad's taking you to Disney. And my daughter's like, what? <laughs> And I'm like, ignore Uncle Dan. He's stupid. <laughs> Just crush that little girl's dreams, man. Yeah, I mean, and that, I feel like you got to do it now, Rocco. Like, yeah. Yeah. now goes, you got to do he it. He goes, no, honey, he's kidding. I mean, yeah, someday I, I'd like to go. Clearly, he has no intention because. Are you kidding me? Too much money. Of course, we we're 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 talking about it now, but it's not going to be for a few years. But anyway, fuck you, Dan. He's got he's got to stop buying Funkos so that he can afford exactly. some tickets to Disney. You put twenty dollars away a week. It's a sickness. It's a sickness. You spend twenty dollars a week on these Funkos. Take that money and put it into a savings. Account. No, I spend that on comics. Funkos, I don't buy as much anymore, and I get a lot of Amazon gift cards. Did you see my? Oh, I didn't post my Kramer yet. I got Kramer. Um, it is underwear when he did the underwear modeling for Calvin Klein. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I've been dying to get the Seinfeld ones. Oh, oh, so good. But anyway, everyone, thank you, Dan, <laughs> except for you. Everybody hates you. Um, <laughs> Ruben, thanks again so much for being here. Anytime. Dan, you got anything to say to finish us out here? You always put me on the spot like this, and it, it, it scares me. It makes me nervous. I pee myself a little bit. Your penis shrivels up. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say we talked about the Bo Burnham special. It's called Inside. Yes. It's the most recent one. It's dark. It's funny. It's entertaining. It's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Yeah. It's um, it's very good. So that's I just want to plug that. 
Okay. Well, uh, I want to plug a few things here. Um, first and foremost, I want to plug Ruben. Um, his Kickstarter link is in the comments below. So make sure that you're clicking on that and you are emptying out those pockets, motherfucker. Um, Critical Mass will be putting money on this tonight. And we expect you to be doing the same thing. Um, thanks to everyone at DFAT, DFAT Comics. Thanks to everyone um, and DFAT Entertainment. Insensitive Culture, Towel Light Talk, uh, Bull and Moose Podcast, fucking all of them. Just just go to DFAT Entertainment and listen to the whole plethora, but especially us because we have giant penises. All yeah, right. That too. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Thanks, everyone. They come from butts.